We meet today in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 22. We're looking at the true source of wisdom and the young man's enemies. Let me remind you that the book of Proverbs is not a haphazard book. It tells a story, a connected story. It is the challenge given to a young man that he may be wise in his life. He is exhorted to hear, to increase his learning. He is to start learning from his father and his mother at home. He gets his basic lessons before he enters school. Even after he gets his PhD, that basic lesson will still be good for him. It is this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The way to find out about the Lord is through his word. There are many people who say that a person must be very intelligent and must have a high intelligent quotient in order to understand the word of God. Nothing is further from the truth. God does not say that is essential. However, in this chapter, where the young man starts out, it will be made clear that if he is to know the will and the word of God, he will have to study. He can't just dilly-dally around the peak and the daisies along the highways of life. He must apply his heart to wisdom. He must study hard. Now, the source of wisdom. Proverbs 2 describes a home environment in which parents give their children valuable gifts. That is what verse 1 to verse 5 talks about. These values include wisdom, self-appreciation, understanding, and humility. Discipline is also a part of this instruction, but it is not necessarily the main part. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you. Again, my son, obviously, this is advice being given to a young man. He started out as a little boy in the home. Now he is grown up enough to go out and face life. And he is given this advice by some wise person, probably the parent. Perhaps this is his first lesson in school. Unfortunately, we would not learn this in our modern schools today. We wish we would learn the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now, receive my words or sayings. This is very important. The sayings of God are to be received. His commandments are to be heeded or stored up. Store them up with your valuables. Receive them. So that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Proverbs 2 verse 2. Incline your ear. That means keep your ear open. Something is to enter the head through the ear gate, but its final destination is the heart. When the word of God gets into the heart, it brings understanding. He is still not through with this injunction. So he is urging, he is challenged. The challenge continues. Yes, if you cry out for discernment, and lift up your voice for understanding. What an invitation, what an injunction. The Apostle Peter said it this way, 
as newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. First Peter 2 verse 2. Have you ever watched a little baby when his mama is fixing the bottle or when the mama is coming about to breastfeed that child? The baby will wiggle everything that he has, his hands, his mouth and his feet in anticipation. I tell you, he desires the milk from the mother or even in that bottle. The child of God should be that way about the milk of the word of God. This is one of the things I have noted about even spiritual movements in our day. Whatever must be a genuine revival, wherever there is such revival, you will see where it is present. You see a renewed interest in the word of God. Revival is no revival when people have no interest in the word of God. Young people would not be afraid of walking, carrying their notebooks and Bibles and taking notes. Revival is evidenced by a deep desire for the word of God. It is not even a deep desire for singing. It is not a deep desire for seeing miracles. It is a desire for the word of God. If you cry out for discernment and remember that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, you go to the word of God. Lift up your voice. If students want to have a protest march, protest movement in a university, in a college or in a school, I would like to see this kind of protest movement carried on. We want understanding. Usually the things that people demand have nothing to do with understanding. This, you see, is advice given for the young men. Lift up your voice for understanding. Cry out for it. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, Proverbs 2 verse 4. You see, as miners labor fervently to obtain silver, so men are admonished to seek wisdom with equal fervor. Hunting for hidden treasure was always of keenest interest. Men must seek wisdom with a similar zeal. They must cry after her. We should seriously go after knowledge, the knowledge of the word of God. Seek her as silver, just as if you were out there mining, looking for something very valuable. Put your resources into it because you want wisdom. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Proverbs 2 verse 5. You cannot learn the word of God by getting in a religious frame of mind and then reading a few verses of scripture like just in a devotional manner. No, no. The way to get it is to lay it up, to incline your ear, to apply your heart, to cry after it, to lift up your voice, to seek it as silver, to search for it as if it were a hidden treasure. When you go at it like that, you will learn something. You will understand what is the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God.
There is no hodgepodge way of learning the word of God. There is no easy religious way of learning the word of God. There is no substitute for just digging it out. And it doesn't require a high intelligent quotient. No. Sometimes people would like to be given the Bible and just go it the easier way where they are not serious about it. No. You got to dig out for it. Anyone can do it. Wise or simple. Now notice the next verse. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 2 verse 6. Now if you want wisdom, ask the Lord for it. We are told, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, then how are we to know them? But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. The deep things of God are revealed to us by the spirit of God. He is here today to be our teacher. One of the most wonderful things I learned as a growing Christian was this truth that the Spirit of God would open up things of God to me. This is the reason that some people who don't even have a PhD or even a simple degree from a college have a knowledge of the Word of God which others who have been to those institutions and have so many accolades after their names, they do not understand. Why? Because the Spirit of God teaches. Dr. Harry Ironside made a profound statement years ago. It is to be feared that even among those who hold and value much precious truth, diligent Bible study is on the when. Shame, for the Lord gives wisdom, out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. How can we hear him speaking? Well, as I so often say, the Bible is the word of God. He speaks to us by means of this book. We hear him speak to us through the word of God. Proverbs 2, verse 7 and 8. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Such zealousness is cancelled because of its fruitful consequences. The young man who cries out for understanding will find knowledge of God. It is the highest of all gifts to know God who is the giver of all things that are good. The knowledge of God will include the fear of the Lord, which is clearly represented in scripture as the most valuable possession of men. In Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13, many Christians are out in the fog today. They wonder where to turn to. It is obvious that the problem is that they are so far from the word of God. The book gives us what he is saying. The word of God is like a foghorn. It preserves the way of his saints. That is what he will do. And he will not do it haphazardly. 
you must come to him. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. Proverbs 2 verse 9 Now it is said to see so many men in the public office today guiding the destiny of nations who yet they are not being guided by the Lord. The Lord wants to guide them. Oh, if only they would go to him for wisdom. For the man who has a deep-down desire to live in the power of truth revealed in the word of God, God will be a buckler. He will be a defense for his own, keeping them safely as they tread the paths of judgment, preserving their way. Oh, it is good for me to talk the truth, but that is not really the important thing. What is important is that truth holds me. There is a big difference between these two. We are told that in the last days there will be vain talkers and deceivers. I don't want to speak with great swelling words. I don't want to boast of great knowledge of prophecy or dispensational teaching or ecclesiastical truth or philosophy or psychology. We have too much of that around already. What we need are people who understand righteousness, judgment, justice, and equity. Yes, every good path. Next is Proverbs chapter 2, verse 10 to verse 12. The young man's enemies come in picture now. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, you won't be deceived so easily. You won't be taken in if you stay close to the word of God. Here is Proverbs 2, verse 13 to verse 15. From those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths. From those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths. Now this is a fitting prayer any minister of the word of God should actually make. Lord, don't let me be taken in by evil men. They are all around us, my friend. We are going to learn here in the book of Proverbs that the child of God has two enemies, the evil man and the strange woman. As the young man starts out in life, he is warned of the evil man. Associating with the evil man is always a danger for a young man. Then there is someone else the young man is warned about. She is the strange woman. Actually, a better translation is the stranger woman. When wisdom and knowledge attend one's way, the thoughts and actions of evil 
become foreign. Here is Proverbs 2, verse 16 to verse 22. To deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house leads down to death and her paths to death. No one who goes to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. To deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house leads down to death and her paths to death. No one who goes to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. Now, who is the strange woman? Well, in Israel, God had made a law that no Israelite woman was to play the prostitute. Now, I am confident that if any woman did that, she was automatically put outside the bounds of Israel and she was classified with the sinners and even later with the publicans. The stranger was the Gentile who came in. She recognized that there would be a place for her to ply her trade. So the strange woman would be a foreigner, the stranger who came into Israel to practice prostitution. She is also called the immoral woman. That is the adulteress or the harlot, one who is outside of divinely assigned proper relationship. The young man is warned about her. He is told what might happen to him. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. They will lose their health. Now, in our contemporary culture, when sex outside marriage is acceptable behavior, we are finding that uh, sexually transmitted diseases and HIV and AIDS are actually reaching epidemic proportions. People today say that we don't want to frighten our young people. Well, that is exactly what the writer in the proverb is saying here today. He warns the young men about the evil man and the stranger, and the stranger woman, or, or the strange woman. I would like to read verse 16 and verse 17 again in conclusion. To deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant 
of her God. You are being warned, but that warning comes even in a manner of frightening you so that your life would be saved. God would use that kind of a frightening language because he loves and cares for you. He needs you. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code two seven followed by seven two six four one four four seven five. From within South Africa it's zero seven two six four one four four seven five.